Welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast. I'm your host, Cal Ness. Carter Denai is here with me. We have a very special guest, Gavin Colas, Gear Guy Colas. Gavin, welcome back. Thanks, Cal. Appreciate it. Welcome that. back, Gear Guy. Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. You, you fucking love it, dude. You are no. Gear Guy Colas. Um, all right, guys. If you haven't noticed, we film all these now, so you can go to the YouTube channel. You go to Midwest Flyways Podcast. It's a new YouTube channel. It's got all the full recordings of all these, so you can see the video of it. Uh, another thing we wanted to ask you guys to do, you've been awesome supporting us. If you would just send your favorite podcast to a buddy, just text it to them, Apple, Spotify, whatever, um, and just send that and just let them enjoy it, see if they like it or not. That would be a huge help to us to get more people listening to the podcast. So, Carter, can you play some intro music for us and let's go? Definitely. <sighs> it feels like it's coming. It feels like oh, season is almost here. Dude, so close. I can uh, can feel it in my bones. Game I'm fair. So pumped. Oh, game fair's Once coming. Game baby. fair hits, dude. Game fair is like a reality check. You're like, all right, season's pretty much here. And guaranteed, haven't done a bunch of the shit I was supposed to get done yet. Like I was gonna going say. through decoys or cleaning <laughs> decoys or, you know. Finishing the boat blind that me and Joey are supposed to finish or like <laughs> cleaning out my boat and getting the accessories put on and done. Have you even started the blind? Joey started it. How far is it? It means I have to, I, I should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's one reason I bought my boat because I already came with the blind done. I just have to modify. Well, things. you got to understand we're not building a boat blind for my boat. Oh. We got a pontoon. Oh. Me and Joey bought a pontoon. I did not know this. And we're going to turn that, well, me, Joe, and Connor, actually, before Connor left, we bought a pontoon. Mm. Midwest Flowers bought a pontoon. And so we have to, we're going to build, like, an actual, like, over-the-top blind mm -hmm. for it, and we're going to put it at a spot, logo spot. Oh, nice. Yeah. Make sure you use metal studs. Don't use wood. It gets too heavy. Mm. Pretty wood sure we use wood. Okay. Mm. Make sure you got tri or the tri like the tri-tune style uh, trailers. Mm -hmm. We moved moved one in high school with just a regular one. And we broke the axles on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Had to call a tow funny. truck to bail us out. This it is was good not a good experience. It's not a very big pontoon. Let me say that ours was twenty two feet. Okay, this is like I think a sixteen foot pontoon. Oh, and our trailer was from nineteen eighty five, so it didn't help. Okay, me. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, Roll I mean nice. it's it's Could a pretty on. it's a small pontoon. Collins Brothers is close for towing. I'm too. not worried about it. <laughs> We're gonna give it a shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be it's coming. Just, dude. You know the spot too, by the way. That we're putting it. I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but it's a private spot, and the the ramp is so sketchy, bro. It's not a ramp. Local little spot, like lake slash pond. You've been there with us, and there's no ramp. Hmm. I can't. No, we'll talk. In, we'll, in, we'll in talk a certain about. town. Hold on. In a town east of my home, like where you and I and Jake scouted that time. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, right off that dirt road, kind of yep. south of my house. Yep. Yep, okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's the spot. You've, you've seen that boat launch. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's yeah, not a boat launch. Sketchy as balls. Yeah, so like, <laughs> we have to build out of wood. Because <laughs> just getting it in there might be, if we have steel studs, steel it's going to be wavy, brother. It's going to be sketchy in there. So yeah, so we haven't done any of that yet, but Game Fair, um, I heard you're having a huge party. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's possibly a small 
party going on at my house. <laughs> Gathering. Invite only, yes? <laughs> yeah, invite only. Okay. And yes, it'll be for industry people or vendors at the show. And you have some cool stuff you're doing at it? Uh, maybe we'll see, but that's to be disclosed the day before. Okay. You're not giving any spoilers? I'm not giving fucking anything out, no. It's going to be wild. Yeah, it's going to be. Last, anyone who came last year knows it got wild. Yeah. It'll be worse this year. All right. But <laughs> also, please, anyone who's listening or watching this that's going to come, go home at a decent time. Yeah. I finally kicked everyone out at 4 a.m. <laughs> last year. When my alarm yeah. went off at 7 to drive to game for, I was yeah. like, fuck this. Not good. No, I was hungover as balls. Yeah, really bad. Um, but no, Game Fair always brings in going to North Dakota too. Usually, so yeah. like the in between. Are you gonna we, go? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, okay, we're going. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who's going or, or who's all going. I know roughly, but I don't know where we're going or what we're doing. I was just told. Do you have to like get, twenty guys staying in your house again? Five. Five. Six. Okay. You don't even know. That's bad. <laughs> you don't. You're not even sure how many guys the, are coming. The one year it was fucking twelve. Yeah. That's like, a lot. Like a frat house. Yeah, it did for sure. Yeah. <laughs> smelled like one too. Yeah, it did for sure. Yeah. It was bad. Oh yeah. I felt bad for your house. Yeah, it's fine. Your house didn't deserve that shit. <laughs> my my ex-girlfriend probably hated it more than anybody else. Yeah. 100% she did. Uh are you going to work booths? You're at, you're at the Pacific Calls Pacific booth? Pacific Calls booth, yep. Same nice. as always. Both weekends. Yep, both weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. It's like the most fun time, but it's also like when it's over, I'm like, that's fine. Oh, dude, see, I don't. Want, I miss it when it's done. Like, I it's it's a highlight of my. No, summer. it's super fun. I'm just saying, like, show season is a rough season for a lot of folks. I have to go it's to like the. Tough. Is it Kenosha? No, not Kenosha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is that the the Oshkosh? next weekend? Oshkosh is oh, it the next Oshkosh, weekend. Oshkosh, yep. Oshkosh is the next weekend. Zach and I are going to that one. Okay. So I have to do three weekends in a row. So then I'll probably be like, I'm done. Oh yeah, you're gonna be definitely done, especially <laughs> at Oshkosh. It's Who a else one is day going show. to that? Just me and Zach. I'm just saying, like, you know other companies that are going to be there? Uh, Finisher, Gundog, um, DOA, I think, us. I would assume the Dakota guys usually go. Yeah, Vortex will probably be there, Vortex too. Vortex will be there because it's in Wisconsin. they yep. got to be there. Yep. Um, probably Lucky Duck, I would guess, too. Probably. That makes um, sense. Yeah. That show's grown quite a bit, huh? Oh, it's... The f- the guy from the finisher and then talking to Alex Langbell with Gundog, yeah, David. Both, David, both those guys said like top two shows they do all year. Really, and it's only a day. Wow. He goes, you literally can't leave the booth. It's just not. It's never ending. People. Yeah. Which I think is good. Like. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. I think there should be more shows. Honestly, like this year with uh, Montana doing like their little waterfall show and then co- calling contest. That's the kind of shit I want to see come back. Yeah. Like every state should have one. I would travel to those. For a weekend, for something to do, for sure. <laughs> Yo, a lot of people do. It's mm-hmm. like the best way to meet people and to like be. Yeah, if you want to like get in the waterfall industry or like you want to meet people in the industry, you just want to make friends. Go to shows, dude. Oh, dude. Especially if you're like a consistent. Like that's how I got with Pacific. I yeah. bought a call and had like just had talked to Trevor a couple of days, and I was there with my dad and shit. And then the next year, I worked for my dog club. That's there. Yeah. And I just saw him four or five times. And then the third year, he goes, dude, you want to work the booth with me? I'm like, fuck it, sure. And I've never, never not been there now. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just like, it's a great chance to meet people. Everyone asks all the time, like, what's a good way to, like, get in the industry or whatever? Go to the shows, man. Like, go to the shows and meet people. Go, man. Yeah, but don't be that guy that just, like, blows 30 calls and doesn't buy anything and leaves. Just come shoot the shit. Yeah. 
I mean, like, don't go in there and just be looking to meet, like, anybody ever. You know what I mean? Just, like, go around and, like, you've probably seen some of the calls and some of the stuff, and you might want to go check some stuff out. Yeah, check some out. Dude, ask shit. questions. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're like, hunting and you care about it, just go and ask questions about the stuff you're interested in. Oh, yeah. You know? And I, I don't mean it in the sense, though, like, what I want to say is you don't have to buy anything. Just don't be the guy that, like you said, don't blow 30 calls and then not buy anything. Go up, check out a couple calls have a conversation with some of the folks and then you can leave. You don't have mm-hmm. to buy anything. hundred percent. Um, so you're going to go to North Dakota. Yep. Go to North Dakota. Yep. We're I there. feel like I sounded really Minnesotan when I just said that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going Sunday night. We're leaving from my house after game fair and then we'll be back Thursday night late. So just four days quick. Yeah. I don't know who we're hunting with or what we're doing, but Zach and Trevor said they had a plan, which scares me because they both <laughs> never have a plan. So I'm just, yeah. I'm, you guys I'm never have a plan when you go out there. I don't like plans. It's yeah, not fun. I like if you're freelancing like that easy, dude. Like you don't need to, dude. Like I look at it the same way. Like my mule deer trip, I just dropped a pin on the map and figured it out. Like that's more fun to me than being like, well, we're gonna hunt with so and so for two days, and then we're gonna go up here and hunt with this person. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I'm gonna figure it out on my own and just figure it out. There's a time and place for both. There's definitely yeah. a time and place for both. If you have objectives like going into an area, or you have a, like very limited amount of time, and you didn't. It just depends on what it is, man. Yeah, like, there's a place for time. Like, you can just figure it out. You can, yeah. And I agree. Like I said, it's just time and a place. Like, Joey and I, last year, the way we ended our year, just, like, going, we knew we had a plan to, like, go to the places, but we had no expectations of, like, what we were going to do when we got there. You know, like, what we, how we were going to hunt, where we were going to hunt. Like, we, we didn't have any expectations about birds. Like, we were just like, yeah, dude, let's just go see these three people and have fun. And there's also the times where, you know, Joey and I have just gone out to North Dakota. And it's just me and Joey, and we're just, there's no plan, there's no guarantees, it's just like, go out and hunt. Yeah, see, that's my style. Like, what we do in Nebraska, like, you just go. I like to just go. Yeah. I've also found that produces a lot less birds, but, you know. Yeah, dude, I think that, like, some of the most fun that I've had is going and doing those, like, no no plans, like, go out and have fun. I think the difference is, though, like, I know at this point, going into those trips, that it's not about the birds. It's just about like having a good time, trying some new stuff, hanging out with some buddies, or just, you know, me and Joey or me and myself. Like whatever it is, like you just don't have the same expectations. Like I think when you set up the plans and you're like, dude, like this would be a great spot to hunt. Then we could go here, we could hunt this spot. Like it's more it's different because you're like planning harder for it. I don't well, know. It's it just seems I to don't me know. To, like I've done both. Yeah. The funny thing though, like I've the most birds I've ever killed on a trip was Canada, and Canada was super planned. But then the second most, only five birds less, was us going to Montana. And literally Montana was nine dudes got in three trucks and just drove west until we saw, oh, flock of birds, oh, feed. And then we literally just pulled off the highway, bought a hotel, and then started banging yeah. doors and just yeah. putting pavement. Dude, if you're in the right spot, yeah, you can have those great, great hunts. It's just about timing it right and being yeah. in the right place where the birds are and you know, I mean, if you're, if you're willing to like travel around the country and like oh, find the birds, dude, you can do that pretty much anywhere. Cause where are you guys going this year? Um, let's see. Uh, it sounds like we're, we're really considering doing Saskatchewan in October. Damn. That'd be good. Um, so it sounds like maybe early October. Yeah. We're going to, we'll be at, be at our normal spot opener. We'll do obviously some early, like early goose stuff just around in Minnesota. Um, but like trips, yeah. It sounds like maybe Canada and then we talked about North Dakota. Probably do that. We'll probably do uh we'll be in Nebraska in November. 
Um, December, I know I think we're going to go back. Uh, we're going to go hunt with Logan in Arkansas. Um, and I don't know yet for the rest of it. We have some other stuff kind of up in the air. We'll see. What about you? I've got North Dakota in August. I've got a deer tag in Montana in uh, October. But then I've got North Dakota in there. Probably I'll sneak out for a weekend. I've got Nebraska in November and December, and then probably Montana again, and then Kansas. Yeah. So trying to get around a little bit. Damn, week. dude, you're traveling. Just kind of those... I'm really looking forward to Kansas because I'm hoping to try and target some small water stuff. Uh, you said you had a mule deer tag? Yeah, I got a mule deer tag for Montana this year. Are you I, doing that solo? Uh, yes. So I'll go October was with my dad and brother because they drew two. Um, and then I'm going to go back in November uh, solo probably twice. Really? Yeah. Are you going to do weekend runs like a maniac? Yeah, I'm going to do like a weekend burner. Like leave here Friday <sighs> night, drive 10 hours, hunt day and a half, and then drive home. That's the literally the worst thing I've ever heard of. I love doing those, honestly. They're like, I'm doing that also. I've This is kind of under wraps a little bit. We'll see if it actually happens. But I might spend Halloween in Illinois with a deer tag, too, with my bow. I haven't decided. No chance. You don't think so? I hope you do. I might. Chad's got room, and it's the right spot to go at that time. Um, no, I'll go solo two weekends, probably. Just burn so, them. Yeah, I'll do turn and burns. I'll burn out quick, burn back. If the weather permits, I might even do, like, burn out hunt the morning then burn home yeah you're fucked yeah i love doing it but on x makes it easy on x makes it easy soft plug damn dude i'm gonna just write into it then like you're gonna tee me up hey this podcast is brought to you by on x dude oh, what do you do you have a new truck by the way <laughs> you have like a newer vehicle uh yeah do you have yeah, carplay yes and i put it i put it damn, on you it's put so the carplay on oh i'm not i'm not cool enough to have carplay well you could yeah i don't have it and so I'm missing out on that opportunity. But that said, it's, is it sick? I've heard it's Joey says it's sick. I've seen that. In, we use it on Joey's truck. So also, like Joey's it, screen is huge. Huge. Yeah. His screen's huge. Is your screen smaller? Yeah. Mine's only like six by six. Yeah. Joey's is like 18 by 10. That's insane. They're making those. The whole car is going to be a screen soon. Have you seen the new Cadillacs? No. New Cadillac is the whole thing from one wall to one wall is all screen. No way. Yeah. God, dude, electronics are going to make us so broke. Yeah. You can't fix any of that shit. <laughs> Fuck I no. told, I was telling Annie the other day, dead ass, my next truck, I'm like so tempted to buy like a Mint 97 F2 or F3, F350 that with a 7.3 in it. never go away. Hey, dude, with the 7.3 in it, no electronics in it, you know, just straight up. There's no plastic just, in that dude, motor you can either. Buy, like, dude, you can buy a no rust, like a nice one, you know? With, I mean, they're going to have 200,000 miles. But you can buy a nice one with no rust, a 7.3 with like, for like 20, 25. I mean, if you drop like King Ranch seats from another truck in that thing, which totally you can do. No, every you, dude, you I've seen them. They look really good. You can't. No, I know. Turns out really do good. It, do it the 08 King Ranch where it's actual cow leather. Yeah. Like no, I'm saying like, I'm not buying like 97 seats. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get like, yeah, newer seats. Yeah, newer King Ranch seats though. You put them in there. And it's like, dude, why don't I just do that? And then I don't have the electronic shit. And if I need, what, what's the worst that happens? I need a new engine? Yeah, but that 7.3 will go and go. Yeah. Like, no issues. So I'm saying. I think you can get four, four or 500,000 out of them. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> like, it's like truly a thought in my head with how, like, how much electronics are in trucks now. Everything breaks, bro. 
see the truck prices for me are making it so that I'm gonna buy like a 2008 like expedition for a coyote rig for the winter and then that's it. Yeah, and like, I'm and not buying a new truck. You I'm can't. Refuse. I refuse. I'm too. I'm too much of a tight ass. Same. Well, we I know just, you are. I would just. It's like there's just things that I would rather have than a new truck. I just don't care. See that I'm torn because I. You know me. I'm oh, a big, big new truck guy. Gear guy. No big. Oh new yeah. Truck yeah. Guy. Oh, that's in general. Love everything. A new you truck. like all types of gear and stuff. <laughs> big gear guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gear guy, Colas. I know. Oh God, I hate that. You no, no, this. dude. You you literally walk yourself into it. No, I don't. Yeah, I you do. You were just shit. talking about how much you like new trucks. Well, that's because I like new trucks. It's not under the and gear. everything. You like new everything. It doesn't help that I did just buy waterfall equipment this week. What did you buy? Secrets. I want to know. Secrets. No, I want to know. What did you buy? Nothing. You can't tell me. No. What do you mean you can't tell me? Off off air, we could talk about it. Oh, wow. Wow. Secretive. Damn. I don't even know what you could buy that we would need to talk about (laughs) off air. What is so bad that you can't say it? My girlfriend might listen to this, and I'm trying not to get in trouble. Damn. Well, if she (laughs) listens to this now, she's just going to ask you what you bought until you tell her. Oh, okay. I got a little sidetrack story. You want to know how my ass got caught the other day? So I bought a, a rifle to tear down and build a new rifle for coyote hunting. What did I say? What have I said since day one about you? What? I needed a new rifle for it. Gear guy. Fuck off. So I, I teared, I had bought this rifle and I'm like, have it, I brought it home late after, because I, I bought it from a client at work. So I lean it up against the couch and like, I don't put it away in the safe, whatever. I go to bed, we get up in the morning, go about our day. She yeah. asks, she's like, oh, new? And I'm like, oh, no, whatever. I kind of blazed by it. Just lied about it. No, I didn't mm-hmm. really, I just kind of ignored it and just kind of like well, went you around said, the question in the said morning. no, so well, then that was a lie, right? Sort of a lie. A white lie. <laughs> That's not a white lie. It's a direct lie. Shut <laughs> up, she Cal. Question, you directly lied. Okay. But Continue. so like two days go by and I still have not moved the rifle from yeah. the couch. Yep. And then I go, oh, hey, did I show you the new rifle I bought? <laughs> not remembering that I've already tried lied to cover my ass. You already lied And she about looks it. at me and goes, oh, new? And I go, fuck. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, you fucked up. I would have totally believed that that came from your dad's and like never would have questioned you. And I was like, you lied. Idiot. Yeah. So what you what you're saying is, you lied, and then you told on yourself. Allegedly. Not allegedly. allegedly. You just said it happened. Allegedly. It allegedly happened. Was there a witness? Your girlfriend. Yeah. She doesn't remember the morning conversation. You just this would be like, this would be like <laughs> if I was trying to interrogate you for a crime, and you were like, so what happened was, I. Went and robbed this bank, and I took the money and I brought it home and I put it on the side of the couch. And my wife was like, "Is that new money from the bank that you robbed?" And I said, "No, I didn't rob any banks." And then, and then, then like two days later, when I was over there, I was like, "Hey, did you see this new money I got from robbing the bank?" And then she was like, "Oh, you did rob a bank." And then you were like. Oh, fuck. And then you tell me, allegedly. Allegedly. Guess what, dude? You're going to jail. (laughs) You're going to jail, dude. And allegedly, I purchased some equipment that we're not going to talk about. Yeah, it's fine. The thing is, your girlfriend, if she does listen to this, then that means that she's going to ask you a hundred times until you tell her. And if you don't tell her and you, what's that called? Allegedly. 
when you lie, <laughs> if you lie Mischief. to her, then, <laughs> Mis- misdirect. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're fucked. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So, um, yeah, man. So you bought some new gear. Gear guy Colas. I did. I bought, I bought some cow hunting stuff too. Yeah, dude. I love that. And speaking of new gear, this podcast brought to you by First Light, which is some new gear that you actually need. I do need to get some. Yeah, you need to get some First Light. They have spent a ton of time perfecting a lot of these pieces, you guys. And you can get them at firstlight.com. July 24th, hard launch date. So they're out now. Check them out. They've got a ton of new stuff. That's uh, for the waterfall line, correct? Yeah, and they have, a, they have these like straight line field vests and field jackets, which are sort of like a more, I don't, I don't want to say more durable, but like a, like a little bit nicer kind of like Carhartt sort of style yeah, jacket. That's fair because it doesn't and tear as easy and doesn't uh, It's like pill. really, yeah, it's really durable. Mm-hmm. It's really no pill like on it. Yeah, so it's essentially like, Kind of like a Carhartt style jacket. Yeah, and you agree. can totally do both things. You can hunt with it. You can just wear it like whatever. It's just tan. Um, they do have camo, I think, in it too. I'll say First sick. Light dominates in releasing solid colors for that because I don't ever buy camo anymore. Yeah. Always solid colors if I can. Go to firstlight.com. Check out their new stuff. You're going to love it. Um, okay, so you've been buying new gear. You've been dreaming about, about new trucks. You bought a boat too. I did buy a boat this past <laughs> winter. Yeah, you're right. It's just incredible. I so, needed a boat. okay, this past winter, you needed a boat this past winter? No, I needed a boat for certain trips I want to take. Yeah, which trips? Nebraska, I need a boat. Yep. And then I would like to do uh, Great Falls, Montana, where you need a boat as well, and hunt the river up there. Yeah, those both sound sick. They, they, yeah, I want to shoot mallards at so the base you of the get? mountains. I got a 2004 on uh, 1860 G3 with a 60 horse Yami on the back on a jack plate. He said Yami. <laughs> Yamaha. Oh, I love it. It's sick. <laughs> Yami. <laughs> Dope. Okay, Dami. No, dude. That's cool, man. So, uh, yeah, that's a sick rig, though. Oh, yeah, I love it. I that's love it insane. It, I got a modified, so I, I bought it from a guy in Detroit. Who hunted Lake St. Clair? Did you with it? go to Detroit? Yeah. Wow. Bro, I, we rolled through Detroit at midnight. Let me tell you, the bars right off the highway have uh, razor wire at the top of like the entrance <laughs> gates. It's you shit. rolled through Detroit at midnight? Yeah, just on the highway. We didn't get off the highway. No. I asked Riley, who came with me to get off the highway, and I was like, fuck no. Kept on rolling. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, so I bought this boat from an uh, engineer. We're talking about Detroit. Like, you'd die if you go there. And there's, like, people that just live there every day. Like, we're such assholes. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but, no, Sorry. so I bought this boat from a guy who is a 35-year engineer for the Ford, Ford Motor Company. So he, everything you could think of, he's put in this thing. So, like, he's got eye bolts hooked to the frame to where you can carabiner for it and hang decoys out the boat so you don't clutter the inside. The tops are made, like, out of a corrugated plastic, and you can flip them up with a retriever hook. Like, he's got everything. The only thing is he only built it to hunt three people, his two kids and him. So I want to modify the tops a little so I can fit a fourth guy in the front. Yeah. That way you can hunt four. Four is a lot nicer, plus the dog. Yeah. That's sick, dude. But no, no, it's a it's a badass rig. Already all hard case blind, uh, all made out of uh, steel. Um, I got I ran new lights inside. And I ran light bars the other day. I need to do a uh, gas line for heater because I'm gonna do uh, like sunflower heaters at each shooting position. Yeah, that way, just like flexible gas line, I'll hide it and then. Damn, you're gonna run gas lines. Oh fuck yeah! I'm I'm putting in uh, full my I stole 
from my dad. <laughs> my dad had this old little Coleman cook stove you yeah. could get. Yeah. I stole that and I put that on like a little frame I built to put in there too. Um, I put like four Milwaukee Paco pieces in there to store like propane tanks, map, extra gloves, first aid kit, whatever. Like Damn. this thing's tricked out. Damn, um, I'm dude. pumped. Damn, I knew Gear Guy Colas would come through <laughs> and just get a boat and then spend all his time and money just trying to make that boat as sick as fucking possible. Not all of it, because I think Dude, I'm only going to run it for a year. I, like, legit should just hire you to just, like, make my boat sick. Just be like, here, dude, I'll pay you. Just, you just, just like, dream it up and make it fucking dope. I think I'm only going to run this one for a year, though. I think I'm going to sell it. I knew you'd do that, too. <laughs> like, I, I, really, knew, so I knew I, Gear Guy Coles would do that. Hold on, there's a reason. So, I really love the 1860, but uh, a buddy of mine bought a 2072, and I got in that. It is so much more roomy adding two a feet. A 2072? Yeah, but I only hunt with a group of people. I never am going to take this fucking thing out alone. That's why I got my sneak boat. Bro, a 2072? Four dudes and a dog. Holy shit, Maybe dude. five That's like, dudes. you might as well just buy a pontoon. <laughs> no, because I still want to put like two mud motors in the back and do... Just get a 22-foot pontoon. I got a Shit, plan. the pontoon probably floating less water than that damn 20 by 70, 2072. No, no. What does the 2072 float in? Uh, the buddy I bought it from can float his, or has hunted out of it and took off from 12 inches of water. 12 inches, bro? 12 inches. Yeah, dude, boat, I swear to God, my dad's video. pontoon is literally like eight inches in the water. There's a video of my boat <laughs> launching from six, but I don't, that doesn't matter to me. Like, I want, I want the 2072. My mind is set. 12 inches of water. For my bow? <sighs> or for the big one? The big one. Well, yeah, but fuck it. I'm only going to hunt big water. Yeah, like, clearly. Uh, really yeah. pigeonhole yourself there. Uh, I got a sneak boat for a reason. Dude, are you going <laughs> to hunt duck opener? Uh, Yeah, yep. <clears throat> yeah, yep. I don't know if I'm coming with you guys, though. I don't know if that's going to work out yet. Yeah. We're working through that. I might take the boat out for its first voyage. On duck opener? <coughs> yep. Yeah. We talked about uh, Riley, me, uh, Cody, and then the girlfriend going out. Nice. See, I, I want to do. I want to test. It. I want to run it. I want to see what it's like. Yeah. I want to run the dog out of it. Yeah. Chances worked out of it a little bit, but not a ton. So I want to. I want to get them used to it. Yeah, that'd but, be fun. No, we'll you see. like never care about duck opener. I feel like uh, I you're used not a duck to, guy. Oh, that's bullshit. I'm fully a duck. Ow. guy. I will. <laughs> I would rather shoot ducks all day over geese. Um. So since you're gear guy, Colas. What what other gear are you excited about this year that's coming out? Like, what are you most interested in seeing? Um, Anything you're trying to see at Game Fair? I would like to see the Lucky Duck new spinners and their new... Um, ice Eater? Uh, yeah, the Ice Eater looks very possibly getting more Crazy, yeah. Yeah, I want that. And then I got to pick up ammo. I'm real light on the ammo at the moment. So I got to pick up some shit there. Or yeah. at least get some ideas from some people what they think. Yeah, because I'm gonna try and buy the 28 too this year, dude. Are they running 28 gauge ammo yet? Um, I don't think Migra's got 28 gauge. I know they got 20, and I love the 20. Yeah, dude, the 20 gauge Migra, this like the regular stacked stacked. This podcast is brought to you by Migra, and I'm telling you, the stacked two by fours, dude. Even the stacked one threes. I haven't shot those. I've only shot the two by two the stacked two by fours. Let me tell you, that shit hits like a truck. Dude, it's not joking around. And, dude, they have Timber Plus this year. 
I haven't which seen that. We we have we put out a video about it and I don't want to misquote, but I believe it's Bismuth. It's Bismuth and Steel, right? Yes. I yeah. So. Bismuth and Steel stacked. Oh, I'll be ordering a case of that it's for the insane. twenty. It's it's thirteen fifty FPS. Wade well, said it was killing cranes. Yeah. Yeah. Two four. It's so insane. they do it in the two four? Yeah. They stack in the two four or do they do it in yeah. the one three two? I think so. Oh, I'll I don't know. That. I don't know for sure, but they have two four. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll order a two four for sure. Um, that yeah. stuff's gonna be crazy. So go to migraineammunitions.com and check it out. Most consistent ammo you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, what else though? What are you pumped about? Uh, what do you think about any new decoys that are coming out that you're interested in? Uh, no, I'm pretty much locked to my decoy brand. I'm, I'm sticking with what I run. What do you run? Dakotas through and through Dakotas. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, I got no complaints there. Fantastic stuff. I'm waiting for the year that they bring back the old school extreme full body that they keep talking about doing, but I haven't seen anything yet. But Do you have any Dave Smiths? I got two. I have two of the uh, the Quill Lake ones. I ordered those. I'm thinking about it. Uh, we'll see how the year goes. If my bonus looks nice, I think I might order like three dozen. Big gear guy. Three dozen. What are they right now? Four. They're like four forty for a four pack. Four fifty for yeah. a four pack. Four fifty for a four pack of the Giants. Holy shit. Yeah, but like there's a couple hunts, man, that if you even had like $100 a decoy. Hold on, hold on. If you had, I think it's like 110. Yeah, it is. Good job, dude. It's actually 112, but whatever. <laughs> um, I feel like if you had like two dozen. by the way. Yeah, to be exact. Damn, <laughs> this fucking I just, podcast. I, just knew you were, I knew you were going to have to do that. I thought about Leave doing that it. In. Leave that in. I thought about doing it, yeah. but I, I refrained. Um, I really think like our river spot that we hunt late season with Adam. I think if you had like eighteen standing century, yeah, giants there, that would look oh, it would look badass. It would look insane. I like totally. You know what I think? Yeah, I mean, dude, I just I want to hunt over like a good DSD spread and just see what I feel about it. I'll tell you this: I think it'd be sick. I think it's sick if you have the purpose of like, like you said, like having eighteen of them. You know, that's all. Like, just I would- finishing decoys. You know. That's like, all I would do it it's in. It's crazy to think that guys have like five or ten dozen just DSDs, man. Well, yeah. I actually talked so to insane. a kid out in Washington. 120, and had 120. I mean, what do you, is that 12 grand? Well, hold on. So, so I talked like to a guy yeah. out in Washington that has, he's got 12 dozen. But if you buy them used or Holy on fuck. their like, their like blemish sure. sales, it's almost the same as buying decoys like from Avian or Dakota at a resale. They've got them all the time. Really? Yeah, okay. they'll run like they'll run like a separate page, or you can, if you really want to do, you can put them on payments. <laughs> holy shit! Having your spread, dude. On that payments. is holy shit. That's how I know you're a gear guy. Like I know you, you know that it's payments. possible to have payments on your decoy spread. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you do it to yourself, bro. It's incredible. You're like, or you could have payments, like you said. Like the like, only <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's clarify why I know this. Big Black the Friday o- into layaway guy. <laughs> no, the only reason, the only reason I know, months. the only reason I know is because when they released the goose floater, I joked that I've always wanted to own sixty goose floaters, and I was yeah. like, fuck it, I could buy those if I'm spending that kind of money. Let's throw this bitch on payments and let's get six dozen giants too while we're at it. Jesus. And we'll just work this deal out in the long run and I'll just pay it in chunks. This is America. <laughs> this is America. You got a loan out on your decoy spread <laughs> to kill birds. Holy shit. Could you imagine I would I would be homeless. I would I would get murdered at my house. Dude, that's that's absolutely wild. 
Yeah. I, I'm not gonna. People could do whatever they want, though, man. This is America, dude. Yeah. People got, like, home equity lines of credit to buy some DSDs, dude. <laughs> I mean... That's man, real. I feel bad. Oh, like, I, I might be saying some shit that's true, dude. Like, yeah. Dude, there's a guy out there for sure that has got to be someone, dude, Without with a home a equity line of credit that bought some DSDs. <laughs> hey, man, I, I want to... Good for that guy, though. I bet he yeah, whacks man, fucking that can, geese. That guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Still paying on them. <laughs> hey, I knew I, I met a guy one time at a hunt, a hunt expo in uh, Utah that leveraged... He, he pulled a second mortgage on his house to do his first two sheep hunts. Holy literally, shit. Literally, without his wife knowing, took two took a mortgage out for like 80 grand to do two sheep hunts. That's unbelievable. That was his taxidermy and everything. Taxidermy, travel back, the whole nine. He, he has two full body mounted yeah. sheep, one stone, one doll. But literally goes, yeah, he goes, I had to pay that shit back before the wife found out. <laughs> I go, yeah, that's, you think? That's a lot of money. I mean, I would like that's to do insane. one at one point. Yeah, I... <laughs> I hear you, dude. It sounds cool. I don't think I would do You're it. You're not a big, big game guy, like it's trophy not, hunt. Here's the thing, though. Like, it's not even that. It's just like in general. You know how like it's the thought of like if I like won the lottery, I still wouldn't spend my money on like stupid shit all the time. I don't know. It's just more like See, I would never me, go on a vacation for forty grand. See, but for me, it's the adventure. Like I, I have dreamed of shooting a Marco Polo sheep since yeah. I was young. So like doing it. that to me would be cool. Or hunting Azerbaijan for ducks. That'd be badass. Yeah. It's like I would spend the money there. No, it's cool, but it wouldn't cost you forty k to do that. Which one of the two things I just said? Azerbaijan? No. A uh, Marco? Oh yeah. Really? It's eighty five just for the hunt yeah. without travel. Oh like, my! Like that's your tag is eighty five grand, dude. The Montana Bighorn like governor's There's tag no is a hundred k usually on auction for a bighorn in Montana. Yep. Oh yeah, sheep hunting is the most expensive thing on the planet. That or ibex. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. <laughs> oh, you know, our Marco Polo is expensive. My dad's got a couple down in Texas and stuff. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, I can show you some pictures afterwards. Shit, yeah, we we're looking at that because I want one. Yeah, a Marco is like the top of my, my my pinnacle. If I do that, I already shot a blonde mallard. We're good there. Let's and a geo tracker. I didn't shoot a geo. I thought it was the same hunt. No, I no? didn't shoot a geo. No, I I have a buddy who shot a geo. Was it on that? Was he with you or no? No, oh. no, we haven't shot a geo. No, I it, hmm. no, I I would love to. I've been on a hunt where I left early and a buddy killed a geo later that day, but I've never Maybe actually killed one. About. I just yeah. remember talking to you and you mentioned the geo. I didn't know. Oh, oh, you're probably. I remember what we were talking about. We were talking about that hunt where I left. Okay, I was hunting with my buddy who's who shot two. He shot one here and one in Missouri from the same like Ridiculous. banding station thing. And I'm like, you lucky motherfucker. I can't ever shoot cool shit other than the blonde, and like he goes and does that. But, the blonde's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean the blonde was pretty. Yeah, I can't. That's, that and it's cool. such a nice one. Dude, Did you get the taxidermy back on that yet? Yeah, it's at my house. Okay, yeah, I got that. Back. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, it's there. Yeah. No, it's actually like super penny. Like it was a nice bird, but it was penny. You shot like it early, didn't you? Opening day. Yeah. Opening morning, that thumb bitch maybe had been flying for three hours. Let me tell you, when it hit the ground, the chest feathers just went poof and just disintegrated. Does it look good? How we mounted it, yes. Shout out to Neil Hagbert at Wild Art Taxidermy. I mean, he did a fantastic fucking job. But anyone else would have fucked that bird up for yeah. sure. Like, it took special What does hands. he charge a bird? 475 for ducks. Okay. I paid the expedition fee, too, to get it back faster. Let me tell you, that hurt. Yeah. He's solid. I would say 
anatomically probably top five in the nation, maybe top three. Really? He does damn good work. Where's he out of? New Ulm, Minnesota. Okay. Neil is second to none the best. He doesn't take as many birds as he once did, so you kind of got to either get him on the right time where he's low on birds or you got to know him. Like, I got very fortunate. I just dropped off birds. I dropped off two geese and then my black duck and then my hybrid from Maine. Okay. So, like, he's doing that stuff. So, we'll see how that what goes. What did you shoot in Maine again? I got I shot eiders, and then I've got my black duck. I shot a big drake black duck again, and then I've got a hybrid. What was the, the hybrid? The mallard cross. Just, like, a standard out there. It's pretty normal. Yeah. You almost can't. It's almost more rare out there now to shoot a standard black duck than it is the crosses. Really? Yeah, the cross, the inbreeding between mallards and black ducks out there is horrible. Yeah, <clears throat> but does that even do anything to the bird though? Really? All it does is add white to the spectrum. That's all I had. A little sure. bit of green in the head, but not much. Yeah, it doesn't do anything to like them being dumber. No, no. Well, out there, I won't lie. Like black duck, we hunted black ducks in this like little cove, and it was easily the easily I would put it up there with like widgeon or gadwalls in North Dakota for decoying, like. I wasn't really in a blind. I was sitting next to a tree half the time, just kind of hanging, not moving, but they would yeah. decoy to four birds and no robos. Really? Four black duck decoys out and no robos, and they're just right in. Yeah, it seems there, crazy. We weren't, we weren't seeing massive flocks. You're seeing ones, twos, maybe some threes. I think the biggest flock we saw was 10. Damn. But, like, it was – Maine is fantastic. I recommend anybody who wants – should to who wants to check off a bucket list type hunt go go to Maine. Did you go with Connor? I did go with Connor. Yep. Yeah, with Connor. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. We shot Eiders. Um, Connor's done that trip a couple times. Yeah, this year we went with the guy that I found though. Okay. Um, now I can't think of the name of the outfitter, but no, Connor's guy wasn't there. So then Connor yep. asked me if I knew anybody. I was like, Well, I've been talking to this guy. Like, let's roll the dice and see. Like, he's got good photos and good rapport. Yeah. And second to none, be- best guide experience I've ever had. Really? Oh yeah. He he like. He was willing to loan us his equipment to hunt after we were, like, not hunting with him. It's like, we shot Eiders the one day. And then he's like, well, I have to go take care of some family shit. If you guys want to hunt the bay, I'll give you, like, a small kayak and decoys. And you can just launch from the launch, walk down, like, 100 yards. And then you can throw decoys out and hunt the tide. And you can hunt for a couple hours a night. And we were all tired and pretty jet-lagged. We're like, oh, no, we're good. But, like... Dude, he was like, he gave me pins. He goes, yeah, if you ever come back and freelance, like, here's where you should hunt. Here's where you go. Damn. Like, super good, Really dude. nice guy. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Way too nice. Yeah, M- Marsh River Outfitters out of Maine. Brennan something. Fantastic guy. Reach out. That's sick, dude. I would go back. I'm going to try and go back. Probably won't be till 2026, but I want to go back with my dad and my brother. Mm. I'm pretty much booked through 2025 right now on trips. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite trip you've ever taken for waterfall? Ooh, Nebraska the first time with Joe and Riley. If yeah. I had to pick one trip, either we're, that, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, either that or my first North Dakota duck hunt. One of those two stands out for me. Who was your first North Dakota duck hunt with? Uh, my uncle Maynard, who's passed away. My cousin, and then the dog trainer who mentored me in dog training, Tim. The four of us, and then the owner. Our former, I don't know if he still owns it, but the former owner of the Eglin Bar in North Dakota. Okay. We went way up by the border. We shot a five-man limit of mallards and pintails, uh-huh, cranes, our limited dart geese, and like 22 snows in like 35 minutes, and we killed a hybrid. Holy we killed a mallard shit. pintail cross like on the third bird of the morning in the dark. And like it, it was, it'll still, in. I can still close my eyes this day and like, You'd have like 40 pintails, psh, do it. 30 mallards, psh, do it. In a you, field? No. 
we were in a flooded like a flooded pasture right off the border. And it's the only time I can honestly say that I think I watched like the great migration happen in front of me. Wow. It, it'll, it'll hands down go down as probably the best I'll ever be on. And I've been on some burners. Yeah. But this one for me was, it'll go down. Yeah, dude, that's so sick. And what's funny, we did that four days in a row. Really? Oh, every yeah. Day. Every day was a burner. The only thing that yeah, changed... you were right on the migration. The only thing that changed was the third day we didn't get into the geese or the cranes. But every other day, we banged on the cranes. We banged up on the geese. We banged up on ducks. It was dumb. Damn. I that's would go insane. back. Well, that has to be the best hunt. Uh, Nebraska was really like... It's just... And see, this is the crazy thing. It's just about like hitting the birds at the right time and like the right environment. But like, like... So it's weird. So like we did four days of hunting in North Dakota for that trip and we smashed the birds. Yeah. And in North Dakota or in Nebraska, I think we killed under 20 in yeah. three days. Yeah. But it was easily the most memorable trip. We almost lost my dog to the ice. Ginger retreat... Or then Joey went out and retrieved his own band that... We debatably split shot, whatever, but Joey won the toss. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We shot Old Squaw on the river in Nebraska, where on like the second birds we kill of the day, or I double on a pair of Old Squaw. Yeah. Not many guys can say they've done that. Not many, not many guys can go down, shoot Old Squaw, shoot a band, and do all that shit in three days. On guys who had no plan. Like, we had zero plan. Joey yeah. jumped in the truck, like, literally four days before he goes, yeah, I can go. All right, we're leaving... Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. It was, hands down, I loved that trip. I'm so excited to go back this year. That'll be fun, man. Yeah, I can't lie. The time that I went to Nebraska... (laughs) Suck balls. (laughs) Tough trip. Yeah, you guys got stranded? We got stranded. My, yep, my battery died. foolishness. My battery died on my boat. Me and Joey got stranded, had to wait for Gavin. Gavin's dog got hurt. We almost broke, we literally almost broke my dog. Yep. Almost broke your dog. Shot absolutely nothing. Yeah, two, three, three birds. Three birds. Three birds. It was terrible. Uh, the birds weren't there. No. It was, it was hot. It was hot. Really we had a hot. lot of laughs, though. We had a great time. And we all came home with COVID. And we all came home with COVID. <laughs> literally. <laughs> via, via me. Yeah, via Cal. Cal yep. gave us I got all COVID, COVID 100%. I literally actually, um, yeah, I actually was like, I thought I had it, like the day going home. Yeah, you, you I called said, you guys that night. You said you felt funny on the like, drive. I don't feel right. Yep. And I got home, and I was sick, and I took a COVID test, and yeah, po- called you guys positive. Everyone had COVID. Yeah. Oh, God. Joey no. didn't get it, though, but Joey had already had it. I think. Joey had already had it. Joey had had it. That was yeah. just, that was, I enjoyed that trip, though. You and company. Matt both got it. Matt and I both got it. Yeah. We were both down hard. Yep. Yeah, and I still had a broken dog to try and take care of with, like, yeah. destroyed front legs. I'm, yeah. I'm good. If that doesn't happen on this next trip, Thank you. Yeah. All, but no, also, shout out to the Yankton vet bill, because that vet bill was cheap. Hell yeah. Dude, it was like 280 bucks for Hell like, what would it cost yeah. me here? Like two grand. She said 280. I'm like, did you miss a zero? She's like, no. And I'm like, take my money. It's yeah. fine. Here's the wallet. Just, oh, yeah. I'll give you a tip. It's fine. Damn. And that was fantastic. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. But no, I don't know. I feel like, and I say this every year, I feel like every year I have a trip. Because I try to do two to three a year. Yeah. Every year there's a trip that like just really sets the tone for me. And they, they're all special in their own way. Like this year I'm super looking forward to Kansas. Like I've been there once. My situation sucked. <clears throat> um, 
It's got probably a good the, situation this time. This time, I think I got a good thing going. I got a, I got a buddy, a kid that I'm friends with down there. We're hunting with him. It's a group of dudes kind of meeting from all over. Like, I think that's going to be a really fun group of guys. Hunt some small water, target some ducks. Like, that's what we're shooting. Yeah, it'd be sick. Yeah, versus like when we went, like, we had a gun pulled on us on the street. Like, it was just... Huh? Oh, yeah. Wait, tell me. So, my buddy Brody and I met. Uh, by Cheyenne Bottoms and hunted on the south end of the Cheyenne Bottoms. Mm-hmm. And we were watching this sinkhole full of mallards and just pouring in. And this dude rolls up and literally rolls one down. And I rolled one down. I'm being polite. He goes, what are you guys doing here? I'm like, oh, just watching the birds. And he then turns like broadside to me and leans out the window and he's holding the handgun. No shit. Yeah. And he's like, hey guys, I own everything within four miles of this sinkhole. Get the fuck out of here and don't come fucking back. And we're both like, we're on a public road. He goes, I don't give a fuck. I own everything in four miles. You ain't hunting anything. Get the fuck out of here. And we're like, all right. So we then like drove like two miles south figuring there's no way. Who rolls up on us again? This guy. And he was more friendly the second time. And once we actually talked to him, we understood why. An outfitter who deer hunts down that way had poached two like 190 class deer off his property in the last like six months or the last year. Sorry. And then he had had guys shooting over that sinkhole that same week with a rifle trying to blow the birds out of there, who was a, a former outfitter down there that is now closed. Like multiple instances, guys would lease ground and then shoot a pivot, not mm, tell him. Yeah. Guys would leave gates open and cattle get out. So he had all these bad experiences with either freelance guys or outfitters down there. And he was just not friendly at first. And I don't yeah. blame him if you had that sh- shitty of an experience. Yeah, for sure. But like the second time, then he was a little bit more friendly. Now, would I ever go back? Fuck no. I would have expected him to be more of an asshole the second time. Yeah. The second time he rolled up and he was like, well, I look, so I found you boys again. And then he was actually super like kind of chill. And I was like, you had, had a and, couple of beers while he was driving. Well, around. probably. <laughs> I did one time meet a Wisconsin farmer that's wife used to sew in a pocket in his overalls where he put his Budweiser bottle. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> he let us early goose hunt on his property, and we smashed him. But, yeah, he would slide the Budweiser bottle behind the overalls, and you'd just see the neck of the bottle. That's unbelievable. Awesome. Wild. It's absolutely wild as hell. But I don't I know. Kansas, it. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Nebraska, bringing my little brother and my dad. My dad and little brother are getting way more into waterfall, so that's nice. that's fun for me. Yeah. Um, Joey, I think, might jump in on the second trip. We'll see if that works out for his logistics. Yeah. It's going to be tough. You know, he's got a lot see, of shit When is going. that? December. Early December. All right, guys. So I want to close this out, and this is going to be our, our segment to finish this up. Just the tip. Uh, just the tip is brought to you by Sound Gear. Uh, Gavin is a Sound Gear user, Fantastic and pretty product. crazy because you know he likes to not hear, <laughs> and so it's weird that he actually likes these. But they're incredible. I'm telling you, the Phantoms are unbelievable. It's for sure the best way to protect your hearing. You can go to SoundGear.com. Use code. M F M F one twenty one twenty five M F one twenty five hundred twenty five bucks off your sound gears. There should be a little thing on the screen if you're watching. By the way, if you go to YouTube, it'll tell you the code on there. That's for sure correct. But instant fits are four hundred bucks with our code. You get them for two seventy five. They're sick. Um, and I actually heard that they're. I th- I don't want to misquote, but I think they're they're actually making them now. They're going to be rechargeable. Yep, I'd seen that as well. Sick. Get, just get the Phantoms, though, everybody. Just Trust get Phantoms. Just, Phantoms dude, 1400 bucks to hear for the rest of your life? Yep. There's a warranty on them? Like, just do it, dude. The only thing, Protect just 
small plug, anyone who's going to buy the Phantoms, get them before season and call with them because it sounds different through the speakers, so you need to get used to it. It's a little different, yeah. Compared to, like, other electronic hearing, it's way better. Oh, yeah. But it will take a minute to get used to. It just, like, it took me a minute to get used to my duck calling with it. It's like I had to practice a lot. So just I, I actually plug. think it's yeah all the stuff I've used it's for sure the closest oh, to like normal sounding without a doubt so it's I think it's pretty awesome but yeah Great it'll help you okay so just the tip brought to you by Sound Gear Gavin. Um, I heard you have a great tip for us this week. I do. Um, You're like yawning through it. Yeah, I know. but sorry, Rough no, day don't at work. don't worry about it, dude. Um, no, just just the tip for me is. Pre-lockdown wheat fields in your area, especially if you're in like Minnesota, Wisconsin, there's not a ton of wheat in certain areas. Lock it down prior to season. Holy shit! You don't have to worry about scouting as hard then. Well, you still yeah. should scout hard, but what I mean is you can scout consistently easier, and you're not like if birds like leave roost and jump in one field, you're yeah. not all rushing to one spot. If you've already got yeah. it locked down, somebody rolls up five minutes before you. Or if you get caught at work, I'm notorious, and Cal knows this for getting caught at work late. It happens to me all the time in all aspects of my life. So if I can just pre-lock down like 10 wheat fields where I think good roosts in the area, good chances of having birds, yep. I don't have to worry, oh, fuck, I can't get off to scout tonight. I'm going to I'm gonna lose my spot. Well, dude, not only that, but um, I would say this is like so applicable to the entire year. Like in a sense, in hear, a hear sense. me out, right? Like early season, you can definitely not just – you can get – permission on wheat fields but you can definitely go get permission on grass fields oh yeah 100%. like if you're like minnesota wisconsin dude go lock down every grass field around you anything grass and wheat on a good flyway with a roost nearby go lock that shit down and i was gonna say if you have a good roost and you know like previous years wise that there's traffic through that area go lock down the fucking cornfields too i do it i, I mean, mean why the hell not dude you know what they're gonna be in baby Let's be honest. Huh? Sooner or later, 100%. Sooner or later, they're going to be in that corn, dude. So you might as well lock down grass, wheat, and corn. Just if it's near a roost, if it's on a good flight line, if you have traffic, 100%. That's such a good tip. Did you, uh, did you, did you do that like the last few years too? I've done that since high school. Yeah. In high school, I would literally, I I hated competing with guys because I was the only one that would scout in that old group I I hunted with back then. So I was tired of like competing with guys that had five, six trucks on the ground. So in like June, I would just go lock down 10 dairy farms with pasture ponds, wheat, hay, and corn. And then I could just, I could always find something on one of the farms I had locked down. So you always had something to hunt. That never stopped me from chasing bigger feeds or other options. But if for some reason I wasn't finding other stuff, I knew I could fall back on a guarantee. You knew you had a traffic field at least. I had a traffic field or like I have one farm that I still hunt on to this day and it's consistently a barn burner four times a year. I can consistently hunt that four times a year for a barn burner. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, you're thinking of the other one, but it's yes. Yeah. There's actually two if you count that one. But consistency, it's always something there. It's bogus. Yeah. It's sick, though. It is. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's such a good tip. 100%. Go out and lock down permission on fields that you know have decent flight lines. You know, you've scouted, a lot of of you at least have scouted that area already. Yep. So like you may not have the field, but like, dude, if you if you can get a good flight line on traffic that you know runs through that area and have a cornfield or something, or even like yeah, wheat field, grass field to start the year and you set the right spread, you're winning, hundred percent. All day. Um, golly, dude, you know it's late. Like you know we got to get you out of here and you can't <laughs> stop yawning. All right, uh, my just the tip. 
is, and it's a really simple one, but it's a really important one, okay? If you're going to hunt early season, especially Minnesota, Wisconsin, where the temperatures are like pretty damn warm, dude, like August, you know, North Dakota, dude, get some, get some bug spray. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Or like, even get like one of those portable thermocells. Oh, dude, those are so clutch. I have yep. a thermocell, dude. It legit like, it's not gonna fix your room, but it's gonna fix the like three or four feet around you, <laughs> and that is all you need sometimes, man. Yep. Just a little bit of of breathing space. So put a little bug spray in your in your blind bag. You'll be glad you did, and just get ready to hunt in t-shirts, dude. Yep, absolutely. That's, Shorts. Have a good blind. Shorts and t-shirt. Yep. Shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. Sandals. All right, Carter. Uh, yeah, my tip for anybody that hunts with a camera guy, uh, the camera is not the thing that's flaring the birds. It's it's just not. It's the uh, clients that are looking straight up in the sky, <laughs> or it's the shitty hide that everybody's in. It's it one of the could two. be also the shitty hide that the camera guy's in. It could be, yeah. But it's not the camera. It's not the lens that's flaring the birds. Yeah, correct. No, I. that's bullshit because a lot of guys wear iridescent sunglasses. Exactly. I was gonna say, like I've had, like I'm just waiting for the hunt where the guy with the iridescent sunglasses is like, "It's a damn lens from the camera." I'm like, "Dude, I had that happen." Did you really? I had that happen in Kansas. We were down there because my buddy Brody and I filmed for a guy down there, or he filmed. I shot photos, and he literally turns around and goes, "Man, it's that fucking camera lens in the back." And Brody goes, "You're wearing Oakley radars. Shut the (laughs) fuck up." Like a four inch by four inch, just mirror yeah oh, and he yeah. had like purple or no uh orange and yellow lenses <laughs> oh, please yeah. sir yeah Hell it's yeah. just it's no. frustrating it's not it's not the camera there's a million other things and then you just blame the camera guy because it's the easiest yeah well Fuck sometimes yeah. i'm just gonna say it could be the camera guy yeah I, it's not the camera it's itself. not the camera it's well, it could be the camera guy yeah could yeah be. I mean, if you have flash on, that could be a problem. Well, then, yeah, get a new camera Well, then camera you're just guy. a bad camera guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get a better camera guy. Yeah. Well, it happens, though. It does. It does happen. All right, we got to get Gavin out of here, dude. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. He's going to die. Thanks for listening to another Midwest Flowers podcast, guys. Please just leave us a comment on the YouTube. Go subscribe. Thank you for bringing the music in, Carter. Go subscribe. Kiss Midwest Flowers <laughs> podcast. It's our closing music, Gavin. Every time, bro. The we last time we did, we just every went. Time. Hold on, wait. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. We do this. We do this. This is what we do. I remember um, this. Check us out on every other channel. Send a podcast to a buddy. Leave a review. See you guys soon. Uh, Gavin, one more thing. 